was like a world the worst shit that ever happened uh, oh, really? well first of all i'm a clevelander i'm a cleveland fan go brown go indians i'll fight you i mean it um so every every sunday i had to fight to prove my love it was dumb um i grew a lot as a human uh i think i grew a lot as a human oh this will the brother is still out hey okay fine fine um my favorite domestic trip i think i had to decide between actually may may Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things from around the world, and we are in Season 4, Voyage 22. But before we start, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, leave a nice message, please, and then hit that notification bell so that people, so that you know when we drop the next episode. This episode, I have a good friend of mine. Um, we've known each other for a long while. 20 years. Tw- yep, 20 years. That's the same. And, um... Tell them who you are and what you do. My name's Celia. I'm a student. Uh, I'm not a guy. I'm a cash up or whatever. No, maybe not because protein back for Morocco has been a hollow bunch of money. Okay, so what you do, what What are your aspire, aspirations as a student? So I'm getting a PhD in human resource development in diversity and equity and education. And I want to be a governmental consultant, specifically working at Elkin to get this shit better because it's fucked up right now. So she countries. Tell us where you're from. Click my mouth, dang gang. Oh, man. Click- Wild. Y'all Cleveland. Don't do it. You had to act like this. So I'm going to ask the simple questions. What's the first time you made it out of Cleveland, Ohio? Don't do me. Got down. Do it kind of if I went down the street. Like if I was like, it matters what taking me went. It matters wherever you went. I'll just give you a little bit of surrounding uh, suburban love. But one of the first trips I can think of, we took a road trip to Wichita, Kansas for a few. For what? For a few. Neural, a few women. Listen, I, I want to have subtitles at the bottom of this. So then it said that I'll, I'll, be, I'll be translate in every language. So, so for a few, and what was that like? Wichita, Kansas. It was a like, long ride. So um, at the time, I had, there were three of us, siblings, my grandma, my mom, and my daddy. We was in a minivan. And we drove, you know, like, in my mind, like, I want you to see, like, this little car, like, driving down, like, I'm doing what I'm right now. Uh-huh. Forget the hands. This ain't shit in Wichita, Kansas, but, you know, my family, I can't. They crossed to Kansas City. Shout out to Kansas City Barbecue, but not the place that we went, because it was <laughs> So, Wichita, Kansas, yep. was the first domestic trip. Well, we were your first memorable. We were not a member. I mean, oh, what was your favorite domestic trip? I know coming with Pittsburgh was, like, a world. The worst shit that ever happened. Uh, oh, well, first of all, I'm a Clevelander. I'm a Cleveland fan. Go Brown, go Indians. I'll fight you. I mean it. Um, so every every Sunday, I had to fight to prove my love. It was dumb. Um, I grew a lot as a human. Uh, I think I grew a lot as a human. Oh, this will the brother is still out. Hey, okay, fine, fine. Um, my favorite domestic trip. I think I had to decide between actually May, Maine. Uh, um, we went to Maine in September. Uh, for my profile's birthday, and I wasn't really expecting anything, but it was better than I could have expected. Like, I ain't never seen so many stars. I don't think I've ever had seafood that fresh. Uh, it was really interesting to be in a place with all them right people, and it was like going all that way to help us. So, um, there's a maverick that could call. Um, you like the fact that you was being kidding. True story, bro. Two stories. So, so tell us the story. Um, the suburban that we was in, like, it had a little, you had the right. And you like kick it and then the magnet shit. It was like a lot. So, so I will have translations. 
again. So, <laughs> so we pulled up um, to this metaphysical store and um, the suburban at that time decided it wasn't going nowhere else and it stopped. And so the lady in the store like went and called the farmer across the street and then he called his homeboy and he came and he literally like tapped on her and he said, when you need to start it, tap that. And I was just like, these people are so nice. Like, I don't think, I don't know what I thought about that part of the country, but I showed up didn't think people show out like that. Like, you know, you think about Southern hospitality. I don't know if they call it a thing, but it was dope. Wow. Yeah. I, I Like, our experience in Maine was, it, I can't really pinpoint it. it. It was like we did our own thing. We didn't really interact with a lot of people, but it was very tranquil. I would put it that way. Um, we went around seeing all the different lighthouses. Which lives? Yeah. Um, yeah, they were expect to ride a bike now. But, you know, <laughs> things happen and keep it moving. So that was a memorable experience. Like, do you have a memorable, like, international experience outside of our trip, of course? But, you know, we gonna hold that. If it's our trip, we gonna hold that for a little later. Fair. Can I get three? Go ahead. I probably got two. I said three. I was just trying to get myself some. Um... The first international trip that I took, Canada don't count to me, but I did go to Niagara Falls, so I'm going to get it because he did cross the border when you didn't have to have no passport. Yeah. And I think to me that mattered because it was a family road trip. We actually had come to New York and because um, my aunt lives here, and we ready to do that. And I remember, like, my dad had to go back home, but we went as a family, and that was dope. Um, the second trip was, I think, what I call my first international trip. Um, I did a semester abroad in Mexico. I showed you my race. They really did because... And you speak Spanish. See? That changed my life because um, when I was in high school, I really wanted to... I always wanted to go abroad. I wanted to go to Spain. And uh, at the time, they was having like this... Um, weird. I, that was actually after the World Trade Center shit happened, so that was another. They was like, cancel all that shit. You're not going nowhere. No. So I never got that. And then um, I wanted to go to Spain in college and they were having like these race fights and my daddy was like, you can't go there because I can't get there. When they, you also didn't get to Mexico, but we went. You know what I mean, I don't know if that's a car trip or no shit like that. It's probably a lot of gas money. I don't know. Dad, I hope you're not watching this. It don't matter. But if you, um, like <laughs> To do that semester abroad, I think it was really interesting to think about how, in particular, there's a Spanish that you're learning class that ain't got shit to do, and it does not prepare you for the Spanish you speak in the Spanish speaking country. So that definitely changed my mind. I mean, I think the other thing about that trip was um, I don't think that I had realized how much um, people in other countries have similar experience to the ones we have here, right? To think about the same class things, to think about the same racial things, even if it's not the same like ethnic identities that people are having. Um, and then the third one, um, I finally did make it to Spain. Mm-hmm. So that was the bucket list trip. I was Spain. I had so much different. If the pictures of where just the architecture was amazing, like I was like, do I need to live in this country? Ah, <laughs> uh, so okay. So what inspires you to travel? Like, what what is that thing? Like, aside of your best best friends and stuff like that, and food, um, but maybe that is um, what transpires. So, like, what inspires you to travel? I think the opportunity to see how people are, are the same and different. Because I think that if you really go and you were intentional about it, like, I ain't one of them people. No, I did go to Spain and have Popeyes. Let me go to for the race. So we have, uh, we had KFC what, what? In, in Morocco. I it was supposed to be busing. It was bus. bus. I mean, I don't usually use the word busing, but it was busing. Okay. I think, I think the idea, like, 
you know, I'm not a history person at all. I really like to focus on the present. And I think to go and experience somebody's present reality, I think there's a lot of ways that we've been divided excuse me, divided because we haven't had a chance to talk. So when you go and experience it yourself, you can decide like what is true and what is not from what it is you're seeing from the media and other reports. So I like that. So with Spain, um, did it help that you spoke that speak the language? Because, you know, in, in my travels, when you don't speak the language or you don't make an attempt, it's a different experience. And so, you know, for some of us with that, uh, putting an O at the end of everything. <laughs> That, that don't really know. you, but so far, so what was that experience like? Because you immersed yourself into Mexico, which helped immerse yourself into the Spain experience. So like, you know, you would probably look at differently because you spoke the language. I hope so. Um, you know, I can, it's one of the things like I really can't say for certain. I think, um, to be willing to make the effort, even if you're wrong as fuck, I think is important because um, I think that it shows that you're really interested in a culture in a different way. Uh, I think I had some amazing conversations. The highlight of my Spain trip was, I was, it was a, my last day there. I was by myself. I had gone with a friend and I was walking down the street randomly. I like got myself lost and I came up in this um, store to have these African math. And this lady was just like talking to me about like why she got into it and like asking me if I uh, trace my roots and all that stuff and like blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, this is not a conversation that we could have if I just came here and spoke English. So I think it's really a way to find out um, some of the like social political views that people have. So that was dope. Nice, nice. Now, have you so far developed like a bucket list of places you wanted to visit? Yeah. So what's that list? Let's give me like, give me at least five of the bucket list. Thailand. I want to go to Thailand so bad I could taste it. Um, I bought a timeshare to go to Thailand. I took my black ass. Yeah. God, me. I mean, I feel like, you know, like you read something and it's like, on Will of Fortune, can you the shit? I, I want the shit. I still didn't go. I mean, anyway, definitely. I'm like, pandemic, you can still use it. But I was at that. I'm going to take care. <laughs> it was the penny. You went the penny. It was the penny. Oh, I mean, it was the penny. Uh, Japan, I love anime. Um, I I love the style, the architecture, the houses. I love where I think the portrait is. I'm off of it. Yeah, about this shit. If you step on somebody, Grandma Toe Beach, in 2020, like 2037, they gunshot probably going to try and kill you because, you know, honors, respect, and shit. I mm-hmm. love that. And then, uh, <laughs> If I get my top three, what's my third place I really want to go? Um, this is weird. I kind of, I want to go backpacking through Europe. Mm-hmm. But like, let me be real clear. I ain't talking about putting no backpack on, like being on dirt bum and shit. Like, that's not, I can't do it. But like, I want to be able to do, I don't even try to stay in a hostel either. So maybe I got to think about another term. To like, yeah, so, so, so one of my past guests, Kevin Packback, Backpack. Okay. Um, so, Hunch, you at Hunch. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange stayed in the trailer, and so so they refurbished these trailers for like compartmentalized rooms. Okay. So let's say you wanted to like backpack, you can backpack and have a nice, comfortable, safe environment to be in. So we 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 can make it happen. Let's let's talk about it. We have to. So I met this lady and um, we were in Morocco, but not in Marrakesh, and she was biking. She had biked from, um. Bikes? Bikes. You know she's white, y'all. She's on a full white pit. Um, <laughs> first guy, though, she was dope, though. Because she came, like, she came from Madrid, and she biked across Madrid, and then she was biking to... Oh, my God. Sorry, sis. I can't remember where you was going, but I'm sorry as fuck. 
But she bought like the local SIM card and she had all this shit and she had like all these plans. I'm not a player. So if I, my shit is not planned for me in advance, bro. I probably ain't gonna be. So you remember I went, so Dina, your last sister, mm-hmm. her and I did October for Yep. We did. That was so important. It's like Prague. Yeah. At Vienna. Yeah. At Budapest. Yeah. Little backpack. You know, we did. You don't even have backpacks. You did not have pack. Listen, listen, listen. Each city we went to, we stopped at an Airbnb. See, you said you said backpack in an Airbnb. Right. Now what? You got to realize, like, we took the Flix bus that we we flew through each destination. You know what I mean? So, like, you can define what a backpack looks for you, right? I'm going to have to Yo, there's that blue train. I think the blue train is in South Africa. And it, it does, I'll, I'll have to get more detail. We don't try to, I was watching something that okay. was kind of dope. Um, so, yeah, so backpacking. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I want to, I, I like to paddle, travel, like, I did not when we went to Morocco. Uh, yeah, we, you know, but, um, the bride made it difficult for people to travel light, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, so, <laughs> well, you could. so, um, What's the most exciting? What's what's your favorite part of traveling? The food and like having having people be vulnerable enough to, with me to talk about like what it's like to live there. Mm. You know, because you as a tourist, they can show you whatever you know they want you to see. And so for people to talk about like how they really live, that shit's so dope. It's the best part. Oh, the food, awesome. The you said number. You said the food one and number two. Food is one and vulnerability. Food is number two. Food is two. Wanted to final answer. They final answer. All right. Um, so now Warriors twenty two. Um, I send you a message. Yo. Yo, yo. Yo, and you come through. Yep. Uh here's the information. Yeah. Like, let's talk about like from the point you decided to go. Okay, fine. Right, let's talk about the point you decided to go. All right, so I'm like, blue, all right, how my gear? How much how many dollars? Oh, I don't know. I ain't gonna be able to go on. Maybe have a sinister in my regrets. Man, that, that's what she did. like, all right, look, okay. Um, so a friend of mine had um, traveled to Morocco uh, for studying abroad. So I knew that my school did it. And she was talking to me. She went to, right, play up and all of this. I'm like, okay, let me see if I can find another way to do it. Because the way the package was set up was too much for my meager research assistant shop salary. I could not. I couldn't. So I bought a ticket on United. And then United said, guess what? We're not going there no more. And I said, oh, shit. Maybe God's telling me I ain't supposed to go. So uh, I had also invited another friend to go with me. And so she was asking me about these details. And I said, sis, she can help me because I, I need help. And then I waited, I waited, I waited. And um, I ended up getting a uh, five-way experience. And so that's how I ended up being able to go to Spain because they had this package where I could do up to a six-day layout. So I flew from... Chicago to Madrid, Madrid to Marrakech, and then when I flew back, I stayed for four days in Madrid. What? That's so bad. How does how does that a lot of money? I said, "Pew, watch me do that. Watch me." So, you get to Marrakech, mm-hmm. and this is your first time in Morocco. Yeah. Oh, also, I didn't do none of that stuff shit. I mean, I think your shit was probably amazing. Um, let's uh, let's tour Morocco. Shout out to y'all because y'all set up the whole Riyadh. Y'all set up like the tour. Like, the suit we had was very parallel. And I say that to say that, like, if your dollars ain't dollaring, you still could go. Like, don't feel like you can't go because you ain't got the balance. You just need to talk to folks. 
um, my pope I have reached out on a Facebook group, but my um, my twin Angelique, my twin already had connections with Buddy that had the tour card for me. So when she made the introduction, we could talk a little bit better about them prices. Okay. Yeah. So we might have to have a conversation. We could do them. So we could do this. Yeah, I'm not filling out that. I'm not filling out that uh, review form. I'm not. I blew it in my pictures, but um, I am going to send you this link to this shout out list to Morocco. I'm going to send you this link. Gotcha, you guys. You all get free application. So you get to America. What were your thoughts? What were your initial thoughts? Um, I. Yo, it was like police at the airport, like on the tarmac. And I'm like, I had not been told at that time, you know, I was supposed to take pictures of police. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to do on the hall now. I'm going to get me. You can't get me. So I had to right? You know, um, I didn't do the airport pictures. I was so struck by the way today security, like, you know, they about to patch you down. There's drug dogs, all of this. You know, um, when you come back to the United States, it was not that in America. She was like super chill. Um, I had never into an airport where somebody had a similar name. I still haven't, but, but he did, you know, I, I didn't see. That's his name. And so his name was Yosef. Yosef did, uh, Yosef, like he showed up and he asked for me, make sure we had a nice little, um, van. Um, there were only two of us. So it was really nice to be able to have like a more privatized experience. Dropping me off at the Riyadh. I don't speak Arabic or French for, he did a lot of translation, um, to us to get into the States. So that was dope. Like, I feel like it was very, um, clean. So the other thing was, I ended up having to travel late because I had a presentation that morning. The morning, like before I got on the flight, so I got there on the Thursday of the uh, pre-wedding dinner. Mm-hmm. So it was like boop, go to the hotel, take a nap because I was on the plane, right? Why not? He was late, and then um, get up, get dressed, come to the hotel. Okay. So when you got to the hotel, what do you think? Right, I. I had read about this place in magazines where it, it defied, like, you know, pictures, they pe- say people, pictures, all those shit, just, you know, bruh, that was amazing. Like, even when I show people pictures, they're like, that's like, you don't even fucking know how to see it. It's like that. <laughs> so, so the dinner, right? Like that long table with everybody kind of just breaking bread together. Don't skip over the whole, like, oh, okay, my bad. We got the rooftop, yeah. You know, open bar. Mm-hmm. We got people chilling, men mm-hmm. and you got the groom taking pictures of everybody. Like this, no one wants to get married. It was the wildest shit I've ever seen. Right, but I felt like it was so you. It was so you. You like the pictures though. I mean, he said, "Hey man, you ain't ready for no picture yet. You wait for something right here." And he was like, "Get life together. Think about like making a lot of money. It's some shit." But but those pictures were better. Okay, you see, I'm telling you, look, I looked out, and so what? What she's alluding to. I ain't gonna shit. I'm my, my keepsakes for everyone was um, as as a you know photographer. I wanted to make sure everyone had something in their finest, in their best, mm-hmm. um, the night before, and because um, clearly the next day I wasn't holding a camera for nothing. So I wanted to make sure that like everyone had a photo of themselves in the. Or was it Moroccan Nights theme? There are two things I want to say. If I if I'm go ahead. Go First ahead. of all, I had said I could wear black attire, and then the bride showed out with his black busting his dress. And I was like, "What the fuck do I have this on?" Secondly, you did not hold a camera, but this nigga was dressed in the whole. I said, "This is the this is the best shit I've ever seen in my life." Camera three, zoom in. I'm like, 
but you need me right now, man. Hebrews step. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Hebrews step, Because we didn't even get to that. We did it. I just want to say, it's coming. It's a prelude. It's a prelude. So the night before, we have the um the Moroccan night yes. theme. Yes. So happy hour. Sort of like cocktail hour. Bye, entrance. Right, like, so oh, yeah, so came in. She came in with the whole little gold yellow that dress and he dressed in a dress. You know, name those shoes out here. She was out here. What? She wore the others. You know what I'm saying? What? And then we had a nice little escort <laughs> down to the dinner table. And then Pop Dukes out of nowhere just started to. Is it a stupid? He was filling that as in the mock show. And then we got to the table. Okay. Um. I have a video on my Instagram. Check it out um, of the table while they were setting it up. Okay, but then the table, like moonlit, candles lit, and then all the heat lamps. Like, what was your feeling like getting to the table at that point? So first of all, I don't feel like me giving in her respect to the way that we got him to the table because, like, Ned came up, he was like, you know, you are so constant and the hype man be telling you to clap. So, so like you, uh, you don't speak this English, and they sing your shit. I don't know what they're saying. I'm kind of petty and like skeptical of people in general. Mm-hmm. So like they clapping and shit, and I'm like, "Purple mother is purple." This shit go on music, but right from that clapping, and we're going down there. There are like 50 plus people who are walking in more or less a single file line to get to where we go. We have are all the way through this beautiful ass hotel. They have like we're getting ready to sit down and have this culminating performance. I do not pull out my phone in places because I really like to be present in the moment. But I could not, not pull my phone out to have me a little video. And when I'm showing people about the strip, I'm like, no, you got to see this because it felt like stupid ass dope. So then you, so you have this, this like, welcome to the table. I hope that's what the, I don't know, but you know, lately, if you you have this welcome to the table, and then you see this beautiful long ass table for fifty people with these candles, right? And in these beautiful ass place settings. And if you ain't never feel like he was somebody, you felt like he was somebody on that day. Cause you was in fact somebody cause you got to sit at the table. Um, it was, you know, even without having known everybody at the table. And I think too, like I also didn't have the opportunity to come in early. There was like really a feeling of camaraderie, like to know that you had got there for this sacred moment. That was a sacred space. And I think that was like, ah, oh, like, the pictures I have don't do it no justice, and I don't think they're supposed to because I think that was a very in the moment moment. The food was also blessing. My food was blessing. It was blessing. I had a couple. I had an extra plate. So. Come on, wait for me. I was hungry. Um. So we fast forward to the next day. Yes. No, we should not fast forward to the next day. Oh, because my bad. That night. Yes. Yeah, the party, the pound. The whole party in the All Ears Tone. First of all, I remember was over shit. Like, I was like, the hospitality, like, I thought I knew what hospitality was. The Eastern being Bread's hot hospitality be out here. Western. Western. I'm sorry. So, sorry. Sorry. Um, everybody else down to go to hell. The hospitality. It's recording here. Um, especially California. You niggas know what you're doing. But I have a but with the hospitality of her opening her home to us, like there was drinks in there, like the music was playing. And then he's like, <laughs> but not that kind of music because it wasn't that kind of music. But like, you know I'm saying like the way the space was, like you could hear the music everywhere. Like that was not a staying until like two in the morning and having to be at a wedding. I'm saying, bruh, this is not going to start all time. It was all time though. I mean, yeah. It was, we gave y'all CP time. Correct. I was like, they knew that somebody wasn't going to handle themselves correct. It wasn't me. I came on to Amber. Because I had to come from the city to get there. Okay. Okay. So we get to the next day. You finally wake up. 
Yeah. No, I was still like SpongeBob ready. So they should. <laughs> so you get there and you see a setup. And then you know the bride starts walking down. Why do you keep skipping the center? What's that? All right. So let's talk about the thing. Let's talk about the day. Let's get your revelation. I read the day. So we got there and I was told strictly 1 p.m., 1 p.m. And I knew in my heart that it wasn't going to be one. But I wanted to not miss it in case it was one because I didn't want to be. I had come on their way. You know, what's the point of missing one? Right. We sitting there, you know, watching people come out in their wedding fiery to get there. So we get there, you know, people pick us. Like, it was really interesting to pick sides because there really wasn't no sides. And it's a whole, like, click. Name. Except for some people had shade. Some people. Nah. <laughs> Shout out to Sosa for the pictures. Because we had a whole Delta photo shooting by the pool. That was also dope. Um, Paisley standing up in the front, like, super, like, standing up in front, like, da-da. Everybody, like, we know that we're about to get our phone taken. Um, and then that bell comes, so. So, uh, let me give this break. Please. So, um, one of the things that our photographer, um, on the run images, Rick on the run on Instagram. Daddy. Um, he proposed that we collect all the guests, um, phones. And the reason for it was we wanted everybody to be in the moment. Amen. Because what happens a lot of times nowadays is everyone just pulls out their phone and they're just flicking but not enjoying the moment, being in the moment. Right. And so, you know, um, what y'all see is in Candy's episode, she had to go ahead and collect everybody's phones so that, you know, everybody can be in the moment. I tried to put my phone in the basket. I said, just in case these niggas act up, I'm putting my phone in here, right, so everybody knows the thing. So what y'all didn't hear was she told us, she's like, yo, they taking my phone. <laughs> so it was her and that was like, they they fin they finna take my phone or like fitting to take my phone. I'll do that. Yeah, act like this. They they both were like, they fitting to take my phone. I was like, look, you know. But I say this, like, you know the thing I really respected about that, like I despise right now the way that people like take pictures of your shit and then put it up there like it's their shit. But this is not your day. And so if you put this, first of all, God bless anybody who had put this shit on Instagram or whatever before they had talked to you about it. I, they didn't think it's out the friend circle. <laughs> um, I just didn't think it was nobody's place. And like you said, like I think it was such a better way to stay in the moment because like I don't think, again, that moment could have been as magical as it was. People have been more concerned about making sure they was getting right angles that are listening to what was happening. Because okay. uh, we had, it was a work. Everybody has to work talking about, like, what love is, uh, making people understand their responsibility is against that wedding. Um, and then hearing the bride and groom, bride and groom in our ears, they was vowing. They was vowing, vowing. Yeah, I mean, you know, what you think about my off the dome, Real thug shed tears. And I don't know. I don't know. If somebody said, yeah, I'm like, you know, and it wasn't even a matter of like holding, like it was to, to hear the emotion that you had in it, right? If you fucking dig in about that, like you don't have no heart. I don't know. But because that was something that was, it was beautiful. I mean, yeah. And the bride, she held y'all accountable. Did. Um, I she said, I ain't about to go out the dawn, but let me where you out with this scroll. She had she had ten pages. What I appreciate is I don't know what he got act like this. He don't have that. You don't have to I <laughs> I think it was really nice to see like the balance because like, you know, even if you walk the dome, that shit does from the heart. And I don't feel like her brows were any less from the heart. And I am so glad that 
the DNA was sacred. If you were not there, bro, you don't know what the fuck they say. So, you know, I can't recreate that for you in no little, right? I think it was really nice to be, to have been charged in our moment to have them, you know, um, be charged in a moment to help them uphold their vows. Especially because in vows was violent. Yep. In vows was violent. Wow. Okay. Can I say my other favorite part? Go ahead. So he's like, came, uh, again, came with three. All right, so we walked out, here, right here. The photographer is retired shit. It's people on the side. They're like, you know what I'm I mean, I am sure they were very capable of humans. However, I know they weren't as capable as this man would have been. You know what I mean? In fact, if he, he, he orchestrated the recording of his own thing, I was like, bro, it's a live stream. It was a live stream. Oh, okay. We were recording in hopes that we could live stream. But as you can experience, like the Wi Fi, the internet in, in mm-hmm. Morongo was, was kind of rough. Um, cannot wait. But also, that electric comes in Morongo was too. Because I'm pretty sure my electric food bus is fucked up, bro. It'd be like, well, well, and I'm about to get a new one. It's so sad. Senator. I mean, hygiene is very. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so from there, mm. um, everyone had the, the, that had the time to kind of experience the rest of Morocco. Correct. Like, what was the rest of your trip like? So um, we went to the desert. To the desert. We went to the desert. Uh, what's that? That's what they say that. I'm good. No. We created, uh, we went to, okay, so like this sales culture, I really struggle with that because, you know, people would be like, oh, my sister. And I'm like, wait, you're not treating me like my family, my guy. Like, let's figure this out. So, what, what, what was that? What? Yeah. They were like, what? Okay. Like, what made you want to think that? Because I know we're going to have another conversation, but like, what, mm-hmm. what made you feel like you really wasn't this? So, one of the things I think, like, I kept thinking, when I go to places, I always think about, like, can I live here? Mm-hmm. I don't think I could live in Morocco because I was asking our tour guy about it, and he said, yeah, like, women can't own. Women have collectives. Men run the collectives, and then they give them money. So the the line, well, the party line was, we give them 90% of the profits. Maybe you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, and I got these Moroccan rugs. I was not intending to get them at all. My man said $600, and I said, you can go to hell. You can mm. go to here for that price. So, like, I'm like, if you, you literally just got finished telling me that we family, you gave me the same question you gave this white chick because I'm listening. You know, you got to ear hustle a little bit. Um, My favorite and, like, least favorite thing about America at the same time if I, like, bargain thing. I ain't like that. Like, I would like to think that you're going to give me a fair price. If you don't, then we're going to get fooly. Now, now I'm going to tell you something goofy because why are you treating me like this? I mean, if you were with the right people, I know somebody that walked away with a leather bag for twenty dollars. You know what the trick is? Walking the fuck away. Um, so I'm gonna tell you, like, I was kind of conflicted about it because on the one hand, you know, we all been in the penny. We know that you know they have this. Um, their industry is stimulated by tourism. Yeah. And then the other hand, it's like, where well, you not gonna play in my face? I ain't got no money. Like, if, you know, if I had this gift, I had no problem like with meeting you at a fair price. But when you play in my face, you know, if you play for this game, you got to win from the trust. Um, I did end up having to buy a bag over there. I got a blue bag for $15. I got a um, luggage suitcase, like a uh, a big, like, under bag suitcase for $40. Like, I was running these niggas, like, two for three. Two for bed, like, it was, I was like, once they told me that it was on road, it was on grow. I was like, how low can you go? Um, and again, that rule, walk away. Bet you get it. Bet you gonna have it. I didn't like that, though. It felt... I was really conflicted because I'm like, you know, I recognize the privilege I have as an American citizen, even though I'm making a little baby money here. 
I'm not, it's, it's not small, small money there. And so, like, I ain't got no issue with sharing my resources. And at the same time, I got to eat my call money there. So. Okay, so what was the rest of your experience like? So you did the Sahara? Yeah. And then you did. I came a you ate count. You heard it. I ate a cam. Tastes kind of like goat. It tastes like what? Goat. I was in that goat. Like goat. So if I, oh, I actually said it tastes like coat. No, I didn't. I'm a bad man. Like middle well. That was like goat. Okay. Oh, a little rough, Danny. A little bit. Like I thought. I'm like, did y'all get the camels that go out the pasture? Like you know, they about to go to the upper room saying like, no. Um, I'm not saying that they get their fun, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think they get them at the height of life. I think, I mean, it tasted like they had a little bit of life. Um, it was a tub. It was actually really, really tender. They served it with dates and the tagine. That was, I mean, if I had three, that, that is two fingers, but three sop meals. If I had three sop meals, I just wish I know. It's happy hour. It's happy hour, right? It's happy hour. Um, it was camo with dates. So I was like, I might have to see by some girl with some dates. I already need some dude. Hey, chick. Hell, we might have to turn it to the Jamaica spot. Shishushku? Like in the desert? Shishushku. Didn't mean show out. That food was blessing, blessing. Mm. I said a third thing. Uh, well, this lamb. I went to this Riyadh, and it was like on the, on the street that we were on, and it looked like a whole nother world, and it was beautiful. Like, I love the way they had those interior courtyards. And when I cut that, I touched the lamb with a butter knife, and it just was like, and and when I took it, what, 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 what did it do? You know, you, you see how what's that? Um, like Bruce Almighty when he like bought the seed and be like, or you know, he said it fall off. It was like that, right? It was like that. It's just split wide. That's it. But it was not Lily. Three, you did not die in me. And then I put it in my mouth and I cried like literally. It was like here was that's your way to shouldn't next here. And I put that in my mouth and I was crying. Like we called the chef out who did not understand what the book we was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was like, this bitch is goofy. But I'd had a whole experience. Wow. And and then no lamb after that was lamb like that. Lamb was lamb after that. And so um, let's talk about Spain. We spent how many days in Spain? Five days, four nights. Five days, four nights. This is me. That's a hell of a layover. Like, I mean, what was that like? Because um, I did an overnight in Spain. Okay. I did it the wrong way. Similar. Well, let me not say I did it raw way. So I was coming back from Croatia. Croatia. I was coming back from Croatia, and I think the majority of people that was on our boat for Yacht Week, um, we stopped off in Croatia. Mm-hmm. We got some Airbnbs. And let's just say I got two drops. No, I love two drops. And then I thought I had left people behind because yeah. like me and the person that was taking... you kind of coordinating shit huh yeah it was kind of cool i wasn't coordinating it it was just somebody else i usually do troops so other people cool. yeah. and so when i woke up the next day it was like oh shit we got to get to the airport mm. and then me and the guy that got to the airport ended up splitting because we were on two different flights right and so I felt like I left people behind. And if I pinched, no, I wouldn't lift them. And they're for all the time. I'm calling people to make sure people are good. That's nice. And uh, you was WhatsApp prison. You mean you had long money? No, it's regular money. We was WhatsApp. Uh, I had to call a couple of people regular just to make sure everybody was okay. Wi-Fi. But I didn't hear any hear anything back from anybody until I got the JFK. Yeah. And at that point, I had to like charge my phone for a little bit before like yeah. 
So yeah, that I, I want to do this. I, and I did spin again the second time a better way. What'd you do? Um, Madrid. Mm, okay, so yeah, uh, the airport in Madrid was dope. Um, so again, because I laid over there, it was really interesting because I changed money there too. But I don't know who told me I could save two hundred dollars and have enough money for like Marrakesh, but it was a from you. Not a drip. Shout out to credit cards because I was like, bro, it's blessing. Um, my God. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, so this is not the best thing that happened to me during the trip. But if you like him. These folks got ruffles with ridges that taste like whole honey bacon. Uh, what? Hold up. I wish I had a band. Was that Lay's Ruffles? Ruffles? Ruffle? Because Ruffles got ridges. My legs, Ruffles. What? Ruffles is a Lay's, but? Right. No. Wait, no, I'll pack check. We're going to pack So, Ruffles with ridges. Mm. Bacon flavored. Hormel. Hormel. Hormel flavored. What was that like? You were bringing them at your back? Oh, yes, I did. They in my house where I did like. For a moment, it's like they rap. No, I did sing to them chips. I I mashed that whole goddamn bag. I was like, I'm just going to try these. And I said, this, you taste like him. You also taste like him. Do you think your friends taste like him? Like, bread. Um. The last night with that I was in Madrid, I had ham potato chips, a box of wine that cost two dollars. Well, it was like one ninety euros, so it was probably like maybe two fifty. Mm. Red was decent, you know what I'm saying? And then Popeye. They had real weed. And biscuits was not they busted. No, no, no. You know, ours is like GMO weed. They had like, I fed this chicken, this is a chicken. He a real chicken. <laughs> he did real chicken shit his whole life. <laughs> But that's spiceless spice on her. The spice was spice. Oh my god, there's like, like white people spice. Nah, no, 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 ain't spice. Cause Spain spice different. I'm gonna tell you what it wasn't. It wasn't Louisiana. I said, I made that whole shit up. Y'all need to tell this. It's Popeyes, but it is delicious. You are delicious. So Popeyes and Spain. Where you gotta try that? Nine wings. Nine wings. Cause they like it. wing things. They part of wings. Hey, where you come from? No, no, no. So overall, what was your what would you say your experience was like? Uh, we was to a club. Um, I don't have a mask on right now, but I'm team mask all day. Um, I all day. I definitely had a whole period at the wedding where I was like, and then I'm like, mask off, be outside. But um, going into spaces where we went to a club, like that was interesting to listen to their music and see people get up, like go up. Um, I think my favorite person was this dude. Like he was probably fifty-seven and a half. And when I tell you this motherfucker on Wednesday, he said, I have to let the rest of this week off of me so I can get to Friday. He didn't hump the ground. He didn't hump the girl. She didn't hurt him. Everybody was hop, hop, de hump. And then we, like, I was like, they went outside. And it was like a rest. And they came back. Clubs in Madrid are different, bro. But, quite, like, that night, I, or, like, it was a problem. Like, we literally went to a we club up. And by the time we got to, like, the final club, I mean, once again, Club of Madrid are like packed. It was for back when we were sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you had enough space for your group to really enjoy yourselves. But then Drake's, they just keep coming and you're like, when y'all gonna stop? We had to sit. Now, mind you, it was 10 of us. So everybody kept buying around. Uh, that's that's your problem. And the chef lady was child to five guys in Madrid. <laughs> that was that was definitely a, a good and bad thing at the same time. So we see, I had too much about that. It's it's wild how uh, they're going up for their fast food because I was like, 
TGI Fridays is frosty or Chili's. It was one of them. I was like, Bruh. like, mm, okay, that's five hours. You lottery, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I also had my Red first beans. tomahawk steak in Madrid. Oh. So, um, and there's like a center square in Madrid. I can't remember the name of it, mm-hmm. but like along one of the sides, there's like this place that they beat these tomahawk steaks on the um, the heated um, the heated um, slabs. Yeah. What the? I mean, that paella was trash. But roll, the, roll. The, Y'all must not have done your googles, cause the paella I had was listen, best. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like look like how to fight, man. Listen, I'm gonna have to give you the information because what I tell you, I said that I am not hungry. But if you were to put some more in that on my plate, please. They on the leftovers, which I think was amazing, cause like I had the food at fresh. Oxtail. The oxtail I had was busting, busting. I had some ribs. I had dim sum. Let me tell you about going to a Chinese restaurant and she's speaking to you in Spanish and then she comes and talk to somebody in Mandarin. And she can speak some English on your bitch eyes in case she gets mad. Whole nother level. Mm. Oh my. Like, that was probably our cheapest meal here. We had Pope. Um, trying to think. Like, I had so many different kind of foods when I was there. Like, it was dope. Okay. So we talked earlier about how speaking Spanish kind of helped, like with the way you were treated in, like I think so, yeah. In Spain, like in your travels, what have traveling while black been for you? Um, I think yeah, no, for sure. When I went to Mexico the first time, I think that uh, I learned a lot about like. Being black in another country, because like you know, getting catcalled on the street is like interesting, but getting catcalled on the street because people think you're prostitute is a whole nother game. And so, like, how did my host family talk to me? And I'm like, yo, just trying to get my like, see, you know, saying no, like I'm just trying to get my listeners' language shit together, whatever. Um, but but like to see like again like that that class system, like to see how darker skin is. Dinalized maybe not the right word, but the young in other places like blew the fuck out of me. So we went to the club, we met somebody from Dominican Republic who lived in Spain who was like, Y'all not like y'all getting free, like let them know, you know, Jason, blah blah blah. Um, I think it's interesting to hear how people think you relate to your blackness. So when I was in Morocco, this motherfucker was trying to get me to eat tacos. Bitch, I don't want no taco in Morocco. That don't even sound right, right? The Senegalese dude. And he was telling me how I should call myself African-American. And it's like, you know, it's very interesting to think about the relationship that we have with certain titles that we have. Like, I'm black, black, lady black, CD4 black. People that still playing their part, right? Um, and I tell people that everywhere I go, but to listen to somebody talk to me about, like, how that shit in me so, uh, knowing my context and maybe knowing that he doesn't associate that with that. Like, it's like, you know, there's so... I'm so grateful for Twitter because I appreciate the ways that we can have like this international conversation and these glimpses on other people's worlds. And I think traveling lets me move outside of 140 characters or whatever, like, you know, somebody's thread is to like know that for my own self. Mm. It's... So one of, one of the things that I had noticed about Morocco was there's a clear divide. <laughs> there's a clear divide um, amongst... The cultures, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're talking about the sub-Saharan Moroccans and then the, well, the above the Saharan Moroccan cool. and the sub-Saharan um, Africans, um, you, you don't see a lot of 
darker Africans in Morocco. And I had an experience where, um, you know, so the one thing that the tour guides will tell you is it's what have you sell. That is true. Right. I say that. Like we, you know, uh, black Moroccans and lighter Moroccans, we're all one. But even when you go to the Moorish churches, <laughs> you don't see black Moroccans, darker Moroccans there. And then when you see when you see Sub-Saharan Africans, this drink is kicking in. Um, when you see Sub-Saharan Africans, you see them treating them differently. And so for me, like, oddly enough, you see that more in Casablanca than you see in Marrakesh. I think Marrakesh was more, like, when they're saying, like, hey, my brother, like, you actually see it in the um, Medina. No, no, no. But it's only if you're looking for it. Yeah. Because you mentioned in the Medina, they were calling you names. Rathen. They got out of. Ooh. And I don't like, because I get a lot, right? So I think I get a lot because I have locks. Sure. And you have locks. Yeah. So automatically it's like Rasta. Mm. And then then it was like, yo, I got that butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get that way out. But not only just what he was also getting like Obama, uh, Michelle Obama. But I, I think sometimes it's in in the in the lightness of it. It's a matter of getting your attention. So it was really interesting because in in the Medina, because I stayed in Medina, it was like, "Well, you son, New York." Well, I'm like, I'm completely aware. I always be playing the airbag. I'm not kidding. I don't. Well, I am part of where I'm from, but um. So it was like Cleveland, it was like, oh, you lost the people. Oh, you got dreadlocks. I don't have dreadlocks. I got locks. I'm real clear. Like, you know, we don't have a whole conversation with that. They say you behind me, a whole black ass man from the Sahara. I was like, bro, you know, I don't see that. And what do you smell that say? No. Let me think about it. No. I think it was sneak picture. And he said, don't sneak. I said, you're right. Let's take it together, babe. I think, I think it was really interesting because, so, again, my tour guide, Yusef, was from um, the City of Roses which was awesome. And he took us to hire Black Food with his family. He showed us his dad, and his dad was like a darker African man. He talked about, like, the migration. He told me, yeah, no, it's not really, like, a race thing, but it's definitely a class thing in the city. Right. So um, I don't go to learn historical shit when I'm on vacation, because fuck that, that's the past. I can't, you know, I don't care what else. Um, so but I do like to learn about, like, what's happening presently. So he was like, the Prince here has 10 castles. The castle's got these green courtyards, and the city's not green. He talked about how, like, here's the rich part, and they got, like, Louis Vuitton stores and, like, these dope beds, big-ass malls. And then you have, like, the Riyadh, where, like, the rich people come play, right? But it's not like, you know, that's not where they live. Um, so we ended up going to uh, Hamam that was on the street. We had some Moroccan tea uh, with a buddy that was from the Sahara, and, like, he made his tea even differently from other people. So, like, those kind of things. He said, oh, you're going to go to uh, Haman, go here. We paid $15. This lady scrubbed me down like we fucking knew each other. <laughs> like, I was her child. I was smooth as a baby's ass. Like, it was, I, I was scared. Is the scrub, then the argan oil massage. Oh, no, hell no. Ain't no bad in argan oil. Shit, like, she said, like, I thought that cash time were rough, and when I paid this lady, this one, but scrub all the scene out of my body. It was rough. Give it time. Scrub the scene out of my body. I am renewed. I am restored. I am a new being in Christ. Amen? 
I'm like, no, I am. Because, bruh, it was really interesting because it wasn't, like, it was really interesting because it wasn't like that American experience. It was very much like, it is, if once a week, they come in here, they scrub each other. She didn't scrub her back. She didn't scrub her back. They wash each other's hair. I wouldn't, hello, I would go get this shit washed as fuck out. My head just got to die. Shout out to, um, smash my ass from Nicole. That's my cousin. She in St. Louis. So if she not there, don't flip her up. But she on Insta. Um, but like, Chuck. But but to be scrubbed in that way, like so first of all, we be using black soap incorrectly. Okay. Mother says, he said, put the black soap on yourself, let it sit, and then rinse it off. She turned it into this thing, she massaged. Somebody massage your face. Yes. I'm like, I ain't never been loved like this in my life. This is true intimacy. We about to open up a mob. Uh, I'm like, yo, and cut, no, we not joking. Come through. That shit gonna be white, right? If you want a massage, say, well, we got that for you. But if you want that real deal, we got that for you too. Ain't gonna be $15, though. We can sing it. I ain't gonna be dollars But she does that. Uh, we rinse, like, people who are not part of our experience were filling the bucket to make sure that we got rinsed off. And, like, I was, like, so touched about how communal we was. And I know that we, like, moved from, like, this black experience thing. But I was like, bruh, like, why do we not have a communal, like, society, like, social structure here? Like, you know, like, there are pockets, but they didn't have, they wasn't even tips or nothing. They had no incentives to fill their bucket except for they did it for their leading. I just, bruh, I was a new being after we left that place. Next, next. 15 So, having gone through this experience, mm-hmm. What are some tips you would give somebody that's like really trying to get into this travel game? Um, and I say game is because we play it at our own level. We do. We do. Right. Um, what are some tips you would give somebody to really like really get started? Because we started the conversation with going to a, f- a funeral. A funeral. Free. Don't do me. Don't do me. A funeral. I think about We started the conversation going to a funeral. To you being in Marrakesh, Morocco, mm-hmm. and doing the Sahara, and like let's 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 what is something that you would give somebody just guess? The first times we don't leave our name. The first thing that I would say is if you're curious, then like understanding your curiosity is worth exploring. Because I mean, when I think about like I completely know how I had a really. I can't say I hadn't known people that left the first year, but I hadn't known people that had the desire to say what did I did. I had to go. Like, people will tell you all these reasons why you can't go. I worry, you know, you had to focus on the reasons why you have to go. Like, if you only just want to like to live, why you want to be thinking, like, first of all, do why you able body? Because if you like 74, you know, you're not about to get her those shit pop boops came through. Like, okay, respect. Aunt Wanda came through. What I'm saying, Yomi's mom came through. Aunt Jackie's mom came through. If you want to, if you want to, I, I would say, I think there are certain ways by the time you're 74 that you decide that you're going to keep yourself and your body safe. And you right. You right as hell. You might not get on no camp and walk around to nowhere. They had this fucking walk on a little trip nowhere in the desert. Motherfucker was just walking in the circle. Hey, you try to get that one? Shit, listen, he could it. I think anyway. Uh, I said, so, oh, where the fuck we going? This shit is not comfortable. I have a whole new respect for it. I'm like, I like, I like these people ride the camera. <laughs> but camera niggas, bruh, y'all got that. 
that's a whole nother thing. Like thinking about the time that you had, like to do that. Think about the experiences that you want to have. There are experiences that you can't have here. If you have a curiosity about like other parts of the world, the only way you're going to know for your own self is to go. Mm-hmm. You do not have to do it at a high level. I mean, you buy that. I mean, like, you ain't got to spend a lot of money. Think about the people that you know that have been places like asking questions. It's all kind of Facebook groups of people who have got, like, you know, they got the law, they got the hookup, whatever. So, like, <laughs> you thought, I slid it in there. Um, like, no, <laughs> so you can figure out, like, what makes sense on your budget. And so, I, even, even the way that I waited, like, I didn't buy my ticket until March. Because again, I slept with like bread, like I'm blown. And it just ended up, I was like, look, I don't keep watching because I really wanted to show up. So I think that, like, first of all, make the commitment to yourself. If you'll spend $600, it's nothing for you to spend seven. It's nothing for you to spend eight. So, like, whatever barriers that you have in your own mind about it, you gotta build a bridge. You gotta ask yourself why you don't feel like you deserve that thing. Cause I think that there is some desire. Like, you desire to go, but you maybe don't feel like you deserve it. Build a bridge. Um, if you are working, tell them, you, tell them you gotta go. I mean, and even if you haven't started a job, I'm real quick on, I got this to do, so I can't stop until I do that. I left in the middle of my, like right before finals, and I kept telling people, at this time, I'm gonna be gone. So um, do that. Like, make sure that you prioritize yourself. And um, I think be willing to break your budget. Because, you know, if you go somewhere and you figure, like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, if you somebody's like, I got this map and I got these pins in it, go. Like, put your pins in your map and, like, feel like you get to get the best out of your experience. Because if you ain't never coming back, if they ain't got no Instagram store, no Etsy, no nothing like that, you're not going to get this thing you saw. Um, Do all of it. So where can people find you? Nobody <laughs> like that. Last <laughs> and No, I'm going um, I I'm on um I'm on Instagram as the Molly Deuce. I sometimes post my travel experiences there late lately. I'm um, I'm on Twitter as Boo Boo the Fool. I'm more interested in seeing what other people got going on and posting. But you know, if you are interested in connecting with me, go find me. Well, thank you for doing this and I definitely appreciate you. And this was another dope experience, <laughs> another dope conversation with another dope person. And with that, I hope you guys stay safe, travel more, peace.